I'd like to begin today by acknowledging the traditional owners of this land on which this podcast is being recorded today, the Dark and Young people. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to Abracadabra, a spiritual business podcast designed to inspire, expand, and guide aspiring multi-six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs to successfully building, growing, and scaling their sole purpose work. I'm your host, Jazz Bori, career astrologer and spiritual business coach with 15 years of both traditional and digital entrepreneurship under my belt. I am so excited to share the good, the bad, and the ugly with you here so that you can cut your learning curve and achieve the greater impact, freedom, and wealth that you desire. Listen in as I share it all, from practical business strategies to esoteric knowledge and the behind the scenes of my business, as well as powerful conversations with industry experts and so much more. May this episode be an invitation for a deeper conversation with yourself that ignites your brilliance and activates your genius. All right, let's begin. Hello and welcome back, everybody. If all goes to plan, we are finally back on schedule for the year. It only took us a month, but we're doing it. So today we have a guest coming in to chat all about investing. We're going to talk about investing today. And so I thought about who I wanted to have this conversation with. I couldn't go past the brilliant, the amazing Ella Maloney Cook. She is a podcaster, a business coach. She has a podcast called Invest Like a Girl. And so I thought, why not have her come on and have this conversation about investing? Because guess what? Knowing how to invest is really fucking important. Firstly, and then secondly, especially as entrepreneurs, especially as women, who I know most of the audience listens to this podcast are women, we need to know this shit. And guess what? We're just simply not taught. So because I know that a lot of you guys have big plans for 2023, I know that you want to maybe invest in your business. Maybe you want to start investing in crypto. Maybe you want to start investing in stocks. Maybe you just want to learn this year how to invest the basics, the rundown. That's what we're going to be giving you today. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode because we don't just go into, you know, how to invest, what investing is, you know, a little bit of the basics around it, but we also go into, you know, the understanding of why this stuff is quite hard. (laughs) As I said, it's not taught in school. We're not really taught anywhere. And I think this is also a realm that's really been, I guess, reserved for men, if you will. So Ella is on a mission to make sure that that is not the case anymore. And she's going to come in today and share all of her wisdom with you so that you can learn more about investing. This stuff is really, really important Wealth is incredibly, incredibly important. If you want to leave a legacy, if you want to build something big, you need to know how to work your money, baby. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We go into all the mindset stuff. We go into a lot of the patriarchal stuff that we also see um, as well. So yeah, I'm going to keep this intro nice and short and sweet. So without further ado... Let's jump into the episode with me and Ella talking all about investing. 
Welcome, Ella, to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here today. I'm so excited, Jazz. Thank you for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I will have given you an intro before we jumped in, but I always like to just start by asking my guests what had to happen in order for you to be where you are in business, in life today? For me, I really had to detach from society's expectations. Yes. That was a massive one for me. I was on the edge of burnout at every like new like edge that I was getting to in my business. And I really had to be like, okay, what does success feel like to me? And how am I going to embody that every single day instead of it being like a goal that I have to get to? Oh my God. This is like everything I've been banging on about recently on Instagram and just like in my life, because something I always say is like, everything works. It all works. All the strategies work, but are they going to work for you? And I think, you know, as an astrologer, I always talk about the alignment piece of like, you know, what your soul came here to do and what your energy is like, but also just like what feels good, (laughs) like regardless of all those things, it's like what actually feels good. And I think we can so easily forget that success really is self-defined. So through that process of detaching from the expectations of society, what did you decide? What did you decide was like not for you or was for you when it comes to building a business and building success? For me, I've been such a multifaceted human and I've dived into so many different areas of business at such a young age. I really shamed myself for not being able to stay in one industry or one space. Like I always wanted to change and evolve. And I realized I was like, that is what your twenties are for. They are for you to like, you're allowed to change your mind. But I felt that being, you know, raised in Queensland, Australia, like everyone had their kind of like nine to five that was around me and they were very stable in their jobs. And then they were like, Ella, what do you do for work? And I was like, I'm in the middle of changing industries. Like I'd always be in the middle of like a new evolution. And now I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm so grateful to have all those experiences under my belt. And success just now looks like for me is like experiencing everything that I want to experience. Yes. I totally agree. What's your sign? I'm a Taurus. That's right. And do you know what your sun and rising is? I mean, your moon and rising? No. Okay. That's fine. I have to figure that out because I feel like you must have some sort of Gemini in there because exactly what you're saying is like this idea of not having to choose. I totally relate to that. Like this idea of like having to choose one path, one business, one routine, one, like, I don't know. To me, that just sounds so fucking boring. And especially in your twenties, I love that you touched on that because your twenties really are this time where you just get to throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks, try some things on, see if they feel good. And it's all really a learning experience. I think, especially when it comes to our career, we have such a idea. We really sold this idea in society that we have to like choose what it is that we want to do for the rest of our lives when we're like in high school, let alone in our twenties, which is just absolutely nuts. And I think if you speak to anyone who's really, really successful, they would say that they probably did a lot of different things before Mm -hmm. 
they landed on, you know, the thing that they do now. And I would even say that those people would be like, well, I'm doing this now, but I might not be doing this in five years, 10 years. I might be doing something different. And I think that if you can accept that about yourself, you're, you're well on your way. Like, I think it's so important. I was literally talking to my partner over the weekend about how I was reflecting on my twenties and I was like, I've gone so hard. Like I've just done so much stuff, experienced so much, so many things. And now as I like go into my thirties next year, I'm like, you know what? Like, I think it's time to like, maybe just chill for a bit, (laughs) like not be as manic, but I love that you, like, I love everything that you just said. And I want everybody listening to like, allow that to be their permission Mm -hmm. to just use this time the way that you want so you can keep it moving. You know what I mean? I just really feel that time is still so undervalued. Like I know when I created my first business at 19 and I was in that startup phase, it felt so good at the time. And then as soon as it stopped feeling good, I was like, I have to exit this company, even though it was my baby. And I just realized that I've that's been my biggest superpower is how I've pivoted so quickly and just not let fear get in the way. So I feel like people that stay in this same routine and structure, even though they know it's not working, it doesn't feel an integrity. There's this time that they lose because they just can't actually make that pivot and just follow their intuition, which I just Mm -hmm. think is so important in your twenties. Like do the things, no matter if they scare the shit out of you, like do all the things. Yes. I mean, this is like, literally everything, even when I quit my job to go into my business, everyone thought I was absolutely fucking nuts. And I said to my parents, I was like, I think I was 26, something like that when I left my, my job. And they were just like freaking out because I'm not going to have maternity leave and I'm not going to, if I work for myself and like all of these things. Yeah. And I just said to them, I was like, look, if I don't do this now, it's going to get harder and harder and harder as I get older, which I think is a reality that it doesn't mean that you can't quit and change your life if you're like 50 years old. Like that's totally fine, but it is going to be harder to do that (laughs) as you get older, right? If you have a mortgage or if you have kids or if you have like whatever. And I just said to my parents, I was like, it's now or never. Like now is the time. Now is the time to like blow it all up because I can actually probably make it all back. anyway like let's like it's it's now is the time and I think that you're just totally totally right in that that we just have to stop letting the fear Mm. get in the way and I think that is something that I did also want to talk to you about today because we're going to talk about money we're going to talk about investing we're going to talk about all of those things but that is one thing that I have noticed with you is that you can pivot swiftly like I've seen your story, like, and I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey in business um, with everybody and really just speak to that swift pivot that I feel like you're very, very good at. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like a lot of even my family and friends like can't keep up with what I'm doing, which is kind of hilarious. But I got into my own company when I was 19. I started like a fitness retreat company with my ex And we just loved traveling. We loved exercising. We loved, like, that was our motto in life. So we're like, let's make a business out of this. And then, of course, COVID hit. We went our separate ways. He went on to build, like, a wellness center in Sydney. And I went on to pivot, um, activate you into an e-com business. 
which was like, had this wild success really quickly. And I was like, amazing. Like, this is going to be great. And, you know, I was always like chasing my tail and I was waking up at like 4am, working till 6pm, had a team of like 12 people all around the world. And it was, it got to the point in like eight months, I was like, I cannot keep doing this. And it feels out of integrity. So then I pivoted and I went, I studied NLP more for, so like more for myself than to actually become a coach. I launched my first coaching program. And then I was like, I, I was 21 around this age. And I was like, this actually doesn't feel good for me right now to step into coaching. Like I just didn't feel like it was a, it was a great experience, but I didn't feel like I had enough knowledge. So then I decided to knuckle down and pretty much just learn everything I could about cryptocurrency. I just started like building my portfolio up. I had my first investment property and I got an investment mentor. So I was pretty lucky that I was at the stage in my life where I could spend eight hours a day like researching cryptocurrencies. And this kind of like happened out of chance. And I was kind of then was like getting my real estate license in the process. So I pretty much spent eight months and it was in a really interesting bull and bear market. Like I got to see both very quickly. And all of a sudden I was like in a community that was surrounded by men. And that's when my kind of like fire ignited was like during COVID was like, oh my God, if you don't have, you know, at least three sources of income, like this is when like if a pandemic hits, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I was just like, that's what I wanted to build. I wanted to build up you know, passive income, a really solid portfolio that had, you know, a lot of growth, but then also a lot of stability as well. And then I went in and became a buyer's agent. And then I realized I was like, this girl still needs to travel. So then I pivoted and uh, just recently launched Content Codes, which is pretty much like a digital agency for brands to amplify their brand story. And then I've got my coaching side of my business. So yeah. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. It's so inspiring to me how you were able to, as you said, just fearlessly trust what feels good for you and what doesn't feel good. That's really what I'm picking up here is that in order to be successful, in order to, you know what, it's actually not even about success. I think it's about like feeling alive and feeling satisfied. (laughs) And it's like, what I'm hearing is that it's not that you didn't feel fear. It's that you were like, well, what, I'm just going to be unhappy. Absolutely not. Like to me, that sounds like it's more of a worthiness thing or like the feeling of feeling worthy is above the feeling of, of being afraid mm-hmm. and that you have to just chase what it is that you want. And I also love that you said having three streams of income mm-hmm. is important. And I want to talk about that a little bit more. But firstly, my, my, my first question is when it comes to crypto, when it comes to investing, when it comes to whether it's crypto investing or investing in the housing market, why do you think investing is important, particularly for women? Because I know your your little like tagline is invest like a girl. So I want to know why it's important for women in the first place, do you think? Well, for me, 
it's it's come from a place of seeing my my single mother like I love her to death but struggle and you know her being on her own she you know we she didn't get to live the life that she wanted to have so I think as women we really need to realize that investing in the long run will create freedom and it's like having that delayed gratification I think as women you know being with in such depth of like social media and image status and always wanting the next thing we struggle to actually put money aside and say hey this is going to grow here and sit here for me whether that's in any asset or even if that's in a like a savings account we struggle to do that because we we want to we're in that 21st century like you know we always want that next thing so i realized that really young when i had all the money the property traveling around the world yet i still wasn't happy and so what i realized was like investing for me has been this like self development journey as well like mm-hmm. i think it's so much more than just like you know, putting a a gamble on a stock or a crypto. For me, it's been really around learning more about myself and where I actually want to go and actually sitting down and being like, well, how am I actually going to get there with intention and what feels good for me? I love that you say that around feeling good and investing and like the intention piece, because I think that this is why like full transparency, this is one thing that I really struggled with and why I feel like this is just such an important conversation for women to be having. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely coming into this conversation as someone who, it's not that I didn't know how to invest or I didn't know, it probably wasn't for a lack of like information to be quite honest. Yeah. I think for me, it was, I didn't want to make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And it was that intentionality that because I didn't know what the right decision from an investment perspective was, it actually stopped me. And I think that, yes, there are definitely people out there who simply, you know, are building the savings account to invest in something bigger or, you know, wherever you're at on your journey. But I actually think that especially nowadays, there are a lot of women who make really great money, but just don't know don't have the awareness around what's best for them when it comes to investing. How do we figure that out? Like, how do we get intentional about investing? Because I think before we jump into like what we can do and all these things, Mm. feel like that intention piece is so fucking important. And it's definitely been like the number one thing that, that stopped me. I mean, I was making really great money in my early twenties and saved a lot of it <laughs> and was going to buy a property and then didn't because I was going to buy it with my partner. And then when we split up, I used it to support myself as I was building my business. And then I invested it in like creative things and whatnot. But now that I'm sort of back up into this space, I'm realizing I actually don't know what's best for me. Even though I know what's what I really want from my life, I still don't know how to utilize it. Does that make sense? I feel like so many other people will be in this position. Yeah. I'm thinking if you're if you don't know what assets you want to invest in, I think it's really good to sit down and reverse engineer it. So say if you're 25 and by 50 you want to be retired and you want A, B, and C asset classes under your portfolio. 
well, then you need to sit down and be like, okay, well, how can I create this? Like if you're someone right now that has a really small amount of money that you can invest, putting that into a very stable stock is not going to get you there. You know, so you have to really, it's really a case by case case scenario, but I think it's like looking at your risk, how, how much you can actually tolerate in your risk, you know, realm. And then also looking at, well, what asset classes are actually going to get me to where I want to go? And like, how can I leverage off different things to be able to get there? Because I think that there's, it's so cool to build this asset portfolio, but if it's not actually going to get you to where you want to go, there's no point in actually doing it. So I think it's coming back to your why, like, why do you want it? Why are you investing in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like building upon your knowledge because it's like knowledge is power. And like you can sit there and you can go to a financial advisor, but they are only going to advise you and what actually feels good for them. Yes. Yes. Because this is exactly like, this is exactly how I felt when I would walk into like my accountant, financial advisors offices and I'd be like, cool. So I'm making all this money. And then they're like, and I'm like, so I'm going to buy a property. And he kind of like almost talked me out of it. Mm. He was like, you know, um, if you need to pull money out, you can't like, he used that analogy of like, you can't take a window and sell your window. You know, you, you have to like, you know, whatever. And at the time, I mean, I look back now, I just think to myself like, fucking hell, I should have just, I should have just bought, even if I bought something in like whoop, whoop that I never even have seen before. And like, it was just something I rented. Like I look back now and I think to myself like that would have I should have invested, but it was this idea that I didn't know. I didn't know at the time, I didn't know what I wanted for my life. You know, I was so confused at the time as to, I didn't even know what, what I knew I wanted to have a business, but I didn't know what I wanted it, what I wanted it to be. And I think that that is exactly why I never pulled the trigger. I never pulled the trigger because I was like, well, how that, like, I don't know if this is going to get me to where I'm going to go or where I want to go. I also think that you've invested in yourself and therefore your business, that that is still a form of, you know, that is like a a big part of your asset portfolio. And I think that we have to look at invest like a girl is like invest like you're a little girl, like you want to invest in yourself first, therefore investing in assets come second. So Mm -hmm. I think it's like, it really depends on where you're at in your life. But I think that your quality of life. And this is what something that I've really realized recently is like so much more important than an asset portfolio. But I still think that we should be planning to at some time have financial security because it's so important as women. And we're only just recently in the last few decades, even been able to have bank accounts. So we've come such a far way, but I think that there's just a lack of education piece, which is really where I want invest like a girl to be able to have a really non-bias approach to educating women on how they can get to where they want to go. Okay. I love this. Invest like a little girl, like, like the little girl version of you. This is like, okay, I'm vibing this. So can you talk to us a little bit more about investing like a girl. You've just touched on it that little bit. I want you to say more to this because I think this is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about money in my work, but I wanted to come and talk to you today about investing because I think that 
there is a way to do it as a woman because of our experience as women. Um, And I think that there's a lot of, like you said, inner work that comes up. So could you speak into this concept a little bit more? And I wonder how the inner work piece that you, like the personal development piece as well, that you've experienced, how that plays into it too. Yeah, I feel like there's, I don't know, I think money and all this very like masculine energy around investing I got into at 19 I bought my first property and I was like perfect like when I buy my first property I'm now gonna feel secure so like I was like desperate to just have security and you know have financial freedom and whatever that looks like for me at the time and then I realized along the way that if we don't actually invest and take care of ourselves and put ourselves first that we we become like this egotistical human that's not even related to who our soul was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I just found myself at 21 just like, I don't know, I just I look back on, you know, who I was back then and I'm like, wow, you were such a go-getter, but you were just missing that authentic piece of like finding out who you were and like the money and all of that was really exciting. So I think for me is invest like a girl is like around finding your inner worth and your inner value and who you were put on this planet to be, as well as like being able to create that financial freedom from a really authentic and like just a a space of just like clarity of like, yes, this is, this is what actually feels good for me in my life to financial freedom. Not what your dad said, not what your mom said, not what a financial advisor says, but having that education piece to be like, yes, this feels really good for my life and where I see, you know, my world going without this society's view of what financial freedom looks like to them because everyone has this such a different story and you know that's beautiful and there's no right or wrong answer so I think it's really about decoding society's expectations and still realizing where maybe we're still flogging ourselves because we think that we need to get up to here but really like I'm content down here and that's sweet so I think it's it's just been this like really cool evolution of just figuring out how to invest like a girl, but also how to like be authentic and w- what that looks like for me. Yeah, it sounds like there's a um, integration element of like how can I invest through, how can I make important, smart, informed good feeling decisions Mm. because of what I've been told, but because of the education that I have done and then also what I want and what feels good for me. Because I think you're totally right in the sense that like, especially with money, it's the first thing. I mean, women in general, we're so quick to ask everybody else around us for their opinion, their help before we trust ourselves that we can actually help ourselves. And what I'm hearing is this is invest like a girl is like invest like you, like don't, don't feel like you need to get every opinion in the book before you make a decision. Like Mm -hmm. you, it sounds like there is this, there's this, um, in in a work piece to what you're talking about, which is like you have to have clarity on what it is that you have to have clarity on self 
so that you can make those decisions. Does that sound right? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I think that there's so many decisions that I've made in the past, especially in the crypto industry without education and just following the crowd. And I think it's so easy to do. And we, as women, because we don't fully understand the digital asset space, we just listen to other people and kind of like go with the wave of that. And I found myself in a lot of positions where if something like if the if the market dropped, I didn't have faith in the assets that I was holding. So therefore anxiety kicks in. So when you have this, and that's the same with the property market, like if you invested at the top just recently and now, you know, you don't have any equity to pull from, all of a sudden your anxiety might, you know, rise because you don't feel like you did the proper due diligence. So I think it's like, really it is information is power, but it's also that part of like, okay, I'm going to take all this information and then like look at it from my perspective and be like, does this fit my life? Yeah. And I think this is so refreshing for how we're told, what we're taught about investing, um, which is very little, I think as women, just in general, anyway, we, it really is an exclusive boys club that your boyfriend is supposed to know about and you don't. And it's like, I really feel like it's, it's the final piece of money that a lot of women or the majority of women have not been able to break into. Um, And that's not because they can't. It's just because it's the last thing that for some reason we feel is beyond us. Like I know my partner invested in some crypto, I want to say like a year ago or something. And it was so funny for him to just be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I had the same amount of money that I could invest it. And I just was like, absolutely fucking not. Like I have no idea what I'm doing, but he was just more willing to take that risk yeah, and trust himself along the way. Because I think men have like, he has that societal backing of like, you know what you're doing because you're a man. It's like this one last, I mean, sexism is rife everywhere, but I feel like it's the one place where like our own internalized misogyny is not being fucking addressed. Like just in general, it's not being talked about really. I'm sure it is in like crypto spaces, but it's really not. Like we're all still trying to get women to just like manifest a dollar, you know, like it's, which is fine. And we're still doing that work and that work needs to be done. But I really feel like it's time for us to start having these larger conversations about long-term financial security beyond our businesses, beyond the next 10 years, beyond the lifetime of our partner. You know what I mean? Like it really is time to be having these conversations. Is your next big life goal to step into your business full-time so that you can do what you love for a living? Do you want to scale your side hustle to six figures so that you can confidently quit that day job knowing that your business can fully support you? I feel you. And I want to talk to you about the Purpose to Paycheck Mastermind. Why is it that no matter how torturous that employee lunchroom chat is, it doesn't minimize how daunting the reality of handing your resignation in and working for yourself actually feels? 
all the visioning and all the affirmations, they really only get you so far, right? Until the thought of actually leaving your job crosses your mind and sends your nervous system into overdrive once again. I remember that feeling all too well. And the pressure to succeed becomes overwhelming when all you can think about is what if I fail? But the one thing I want to remind you of right here, right now is what if you fly? Because the truth is, is that if you're in that position where you've made the decision to go full-time in your business, you're on the precipice of experiencing all the joy that you dream of, all the wild freedom that you crave and the greater impact that your soul has come here to have. You might not be able to see it, but I know you can feel it. So if it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when for you, the wheels are already in motion. Your only job now is just to shed the self-doubt and fill any remaining gaps in your business knowledge to empower yourself to actually commit to your next level so that you can get closer to being self-employed, closer to building that momentum and that confidence to make the leap with conviction into a fully sustainable and profitable business. Easier said than done, right? (laughs) Well... The Purpose to Paycheck Mastermind has entered the chat. What is the Purpose to Paycheck Mastermind, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Purpose to Paycheck the Mastermind is a group coaching program and it's an incubator, basically, for all of my side hustlers and solopreneurs who are desiring to scale to six figures and they want the framework and the pathway and the information to do so, so that you can fully be in your business full time. Inside this mastermind, you're going to get high level support. Okay. It is going to give you all the entrepreneurial guidance, all of the business strategies, all the personal support that you need to prepare yourself, scale your revenue and transition into your purpose full time. We want that full time paycheck for you and your business. Okay. So you're going to be working alongside your fellow entrepreneurs with the same goals in mind. And I give you high touch business mentorship and on-demand coaching whilst facilitating an intimate community support system to get you into that fearless pursuit of making your professional dreams a reality. You're going to learn it all in the mastermind. I'm going to teach you how to create an office suite that actually gets you to consistent 10K months. I'm going to show you how to build a backend that allows you to actually experience peace and ease in business. Yes, it is possible. I'm going to show you and teach you how to build a soul aligned clientele and engage an audience that is excited to work with you and so much more. But one thing's for sure is that you're going to learn how to do business your way. And if you want to learn how to do all of that, specifically in a group setting, if you crave that connection as you move towards your goals, if you know that there's power in numbers and that momentum and that empowerment and being able to bounce your ideas off people is something that you love and you're craving, this is where you're gonna get it. So if your mind is boggling right now cause you're like, oh my God, this is exactly what I've been looking for. I want you to go and head down to the link in the show notes. We have an application form there for you. All you gotta do is just fill that out with all of your information. There's also way more information about the mastermind there as well, all the pricing, the inclusions, all the juicy stuff. 
and that way you will be considered for the mastermind. We'll get back to you within 24 hours, letting you know if you've been accepted or if we feel like there's a better fit for where you're at in your business. But in saying that, if you're like, ah, I'm still not sure, DM me, babe. Just DM me with the word mastermind and any questions that you have, and we can work it out together if this is the right offer for you and your business and your goals and where you want to go. So if you want to join us for the next enrollment, the next cohort of the mastermind, you know what to do. All right, back to the episode. And I also think that there's a real um, lack of resources in the sense that I've really now found a really good community of people in Australia of like my accountant, my buyer's agent, you know, my lender, all of these things. And now I'm like, wow, if I had that back then, it would have been insane the amount of knowledge I would have had. But it was like actually kind of just being afraid to ask those questions. And I think when I, you know, turned 21, I'm really proud of myself because I literally was just like full in the boys club, really didn't care. Like I kind of loved that I was the only girl in the crypto community. And it was just like, it was really fun and exciting for me. But I I realized that a lot of women, you know, it's a very different world. And even whether it's like you're buying a house, you're investing in crypto or an asset, you know, you know, whatever portfolio you're wanting to invest in, it's like if you can find these people that you can trust and aren't going to blow smoke up your ass and tell you the truth, then all of a sudden you're building your team of like experts and that's going to actually what's going to like leverage you to be able to make the right decisions. Because I had a fair few brokers at the start of like when I was buying my property and they were giving me completely wrong advice. And I think because I was such a young woman, even when when I came to negotiating my property, like they knew that I didn't know the property market fully. Like, and, mm-hmm. and being a buyer's agent now, like I totally just got handled. But like, it's so interesting what you learn along the way. And with Invest Like a Girl, I'm really coming from a place of like, I've lost 150 grand in cryptocurrency. And I've made seven digits. So there's like this whole polarity piece of like sharing my wins, but also sharing my losses and how like people and women can really learn from these experiences because I'm telling the truth. Like Mm. I'm not here to hype up a market and be like, you should go and invest in crypto. I'm like, no, like, do you actually think that if you lost 50% of what you put in tomorrow, will you be okay with that? Because that's the kind of risk we're taking like right now with investing in such a new digital space. And so I think it's really cool to just be able to have these conversations from a, a space of like, I'm not an expert. Like I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not giving anyone financial advice. I'm just literally sharing my experience because I've had so much in a short period of time. And I generally was like, I wish a girl came to me and said to me what I knew now. Oh my God, same. Same, which is why I'm okay. 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 So I want to talk about risk because I feel like this is the biggest fucking thing, right? We, we, we can look at it from this sense of like, okay, I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing, which feels risky, but I know you also sort of have to like play to learn and like, you got to just like, you know, get your fucking skin in the game. Right. 
So can you tell us a little bit about risk and how we can like assess our own risks? Because there are so many different ways that we can invest Mm. and it's hard to know if if the if you can handle a risk right sometimes cuz sometimes we want, we might be like yeah well i want to do crypto and maybe you can handle a risk like that's more riskier than what you give yourself credit for i always think about like well, you don't know what you don't know right yeah. so is there anything that we can do or how can we start to just assess our own risks um and how risk adverse we are when it, and can be when it comes to investing yeah. So I actually give my girls like a, a questionnaire and it mm-hmm. kind of like spits you out a number and it like gives you kind of like an investment style that, you know, might work best for you. And, you know, it's not trying to fit people into a box, but it's just asking these questions to kind of predict how your mindset is going to work if this scenario happens. So I think it's really interesting because we all have a different attachment to money. So if you're someone that sits there, and is continuously saving every dollar and, you know, doesn't go out much, won't have a Netflix like subscription and you don't want to spend your money. Well, then you need to think about if you're wanting to invest, you have this attachment to that money. So you're going to struggle with that. So you need to really be able to ease yourself in, in what feels safe for you because you don't want to invest. And then all of a sudden be checking the numbers, which I've been there. Like you're updating your portfolio, wanting to know where you're at. If your goal is to be a long-term investor, that's not going to be healthy for you. So I think it's it's a real case by case scenario, but it's even like right now, just like having a think like, if I invested $5,000 into Ethereum, right? It's like the second cryptocurrency right now. And it came down 50% tomorrow overnight. Am I going to A, get really fucking scared and pull that money out at a loss? B, take a deep breath and ride the wave? C, get so much anxiety that I'm going to have a dummy spit. Like you just have to like think and then it's like, okay, if I choose A, well then crypto right now doesn't feel safe for me. Let's invest $50 in and just see what happens. Like we're going out and we're spending $50 at the pub. We can invest $50 in Ethereum and see what happens and see how you literally feel because you, you exactly what you said. You need to have skin in the game. You don't know until you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like we're always told that it's like, what's the point of investing $50? Like, I feel like, especially when it comes to crypto, I feel like when it comes Ooh. to crypto, yeah, that's kind of like how I've been, because I've been looking at crypto for a while Yeah, and not, I mean, I haven't been like hardcore and um, like uh, educating myself. Cause to be quite honest, it does feel really overwhelming. And I'm like, I don't fucking know what's going on. And sometimes when you're asking the questions and you still don't know what's going on, there can be some, yeah, you can just still like get, get in your head and you're just like, Oh my God, this is just like way too hard. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, the, the one thing is like with crypto, I feel like there's this um, rhetoric that if you don't invest big, there's no point, right? It's like if you don't put five grand in, there's no point. That's like the stock market. Okay. So cryptocurrency, we have high risk 
assets that are going up and down crazy amounts. Like it's not as much as like four years ago, because it's like, you know, the it's a different kind of game now. We have big, large institutions now investing in cryptocurrencies. So it's a different world. But back in the day when there was like low cap coins that are like, you know, ICO coins that were like just coming out. And then all of a sudden you're, you're having like 200% in like two hours. These are things that we just don't normally see. And that's why the media has pretty much said that cryptocurrency is dangerous and it's for criminals and it's something that's going to be banned and all these different things is because they don't understand it. And it's so new. But let me tell you that digital assets are not going anywhere. And within the next five years, the Australian dollar, the American dollar are going to go into a CBDC, which is pretty much converting our Aussie dollar into a digital asset. So there's already these blockchains and different coins out there that are being built for the new financial system. And these are the coins that we want to have in our portfolio for when this transition starts to happen. Like you noticed in COVID, why did we all stop being able to pay with cash? There's a bigger picture going on and the matrix is like being exposed and the matrix, cryptocurrency is a part of that. Whether we like it or not, if you're not protecting yourself from centralized banks, if something was to happen in the future and all of your money is in the bank, you don't have freedom. And that was a really hard pill for me to swallow. So now I have a portfolio that is built around security for me. So meaning like I have silver and gold that is like sitting in a safe And then I have cryptocurrency and then I have stocks and I'll eventually get property back in. But I think it's like we need to really realize that the government and the centralized banks, yes, it's safe, but it's safe right now, but it's not, it could not, it could potentially not be safe in the future. Mm. Yeah. I think sometimes we have to remember, I think we're just living in such a fucking interesting time. And I think we have to remember that five years ago, there was no such thing as a really, as an astrologer who had, he was also a coach who like has a podcast, like that didn't fucking exist, you know? And so we have to understand that technology is moving so, so quickly. And the good news is, is that there is no cost of entry to get this information. Like it's on the fucking internet. Like you can literally just get it. You don't have to actually go and sit in a room full of of boys. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but you don't have to do that. Like you can educate yourself in other ways. And I think what I'm even realizing in this moment is that you're actually doing yourself a disservice and not like, okay, let me do not even a disservice, but you're not like seizing the fucking day unless you're really allowing yourself to actually at least dip your fucking toe in. Yeah. You know, cause that's the other thing too. Like, I feel like there's a lot of rhetoric around, I think men like investing and are a little bit more like, and like adapted to it because they're also built to like, even when we think about like, at the end of the day, it's a risk, right? So you're, it's not betting. I don't want to say that it's betting cause it's not, but 
there's this connection to, I think, investing and the risk that men are just okay with taking because a lot of them will gamble a lot more than women do. And that's just statistically men do gamble more than women. You know, there's just this idea that they're going to win. <laughs> like They're going to win and it's all going to work out. Whereas I think that women really do hold this fear of like, I cannot do it on my own. And if I do something on my own and it fucking fails, I truly am fucked. And I cannot, I cannot build back. I cannot build it back up again. And I see this in business and I can see this now just through our conversation that this is also what can start to happen when it comes to investing. And I want to ask about um, moving from when we were talking about being uh, like with the whole risk thing, I want to ask like, what are some things that we can do now? Like, is it in like, what would you suggest in the sense of like, if you could go back and do it all again <laughs> or yeah. knowing what you know now, it's like, what can we start doing? What if, if you're somebody who has no fucking idea about crypto, who has no idea about stocks, who has no idea about the property market, you're a fucking clean slate, right? Yeah. Where would you begin and how would you begin? It's a really good question. And I think the first point that I think I would do is just simply what you're doing now. Go listen to a podcast around whatever asset class that you're wanting to build and just listen to what they're talking about and just absorb that knowledge without having a perspective that it's going to be really risky. Because even in like even in cryptocurrency and property, we can actually bet on the safe guy. And like, if we look at it from a bigger picture, our whole life is risky. Like going into the ocean is risky. Having a child, like getting in your car is risky. So we just need to look at the big picture and being like, what is actually cock blocking my mindset to believe that I can't invest and it's going to be really risky because I think that there's something there that we need to reprogram if that is like there's so much fear around investing. I understand that if you don't know anything and all you've heard is bad experiences, I understand that. But then you need to go, okay, well, I need to A, find some people that I can trust and learn from. And then I need to be find some consultants that are on the ground that can help me leverage my income, that can help me make, you know, smarter decisions with my money and B, come from a place of like integrity. If if this is actually going to get me towards my vision, just do it. Like I I, I just think that even when I I was gonna buy a second property and it was just before COVID hit. And there was, I was listening to these other people talking and I I really did, they weren't my consultants, they were friends and they were, you know, 45 year old men. And I was at a dinner with them in Sydney. I was saying, Hey, I'm going to buy this second property in uh, Queensland. And they literally were like, Ella, this is a bad decision because of their Mm -hmm. perspective of Queensland was a bad property market. What happened? The person who bought it did nothing to it and doubled their money in like six months. So it's just like, it's really following your intuition and just like get rid of the fear. Like you really need to reprogram the fear because it's, it's literally just looking at life from a different perspective as in 
every single thing we do every single day is risky. Like it can, we're going to die at the end of the day. Yeah. Don't yeah, back, girl. Like, let's go. I know. Oh my god, I literally say that all the time. I'm like, literally, you're gonna die. So, like, <laughs> let's fucking go. You know? Right. <laughs> like, I totally. I'm, I'm totally like that too. And I think I love that you brought up intuition because I've been hearing this throughout, but you haven't said the word intuition. So I was like, I don't know if I want to bring the word intuition to this conversation. I'll wait till see if she drops it. And you just did. And I think that we. Uh, can, what I'm hearing is that we, it's actually really important to utilize our intuition, but also educate our intuition. Cause it's really, what I'm hearing is it's like, it's real, it's going to be really fucking hard to make, you know, a big decision that is honestly societally, like you're breaking glass ceilings as a woman deciding to invest in crypto. Like there is still so few now and like, it's just, you are doing, it's a big thing, right? But the reason it feels so scary is because of that lack of education probably. And if you can educate your intuition, educate yourself, your intuition is going to be so much more clearer and then you can invest like a girl and you can actually start to move the needle on this. So, okay. So education first is what I'm hearing. 100% education first, which I highly, yes, everybody. When it comes to actually like putting some money down. So say we go, okay, I'm really excited about, let's use crypto. Cause I feel like people probably know a little bit about property. They might even know a little bit about stocks. Crypto is the new thing. Let's talk, let's like use this as an example. And I know that you, you, you love it. So let's talk about it. Um, You know, before we were saying like, put $50 in. Like, is that what you would say to start? Like, how do we actually go, okay, how can we start to assess our risk financially of being like, okay, this is worth it. And I actually do have this amount that I can put in. Like, I feel like that's where people can start to get confused about like, what's really right for them because you can listen to as many podcasts as you want, but that's all their situation. So how can we start to, I guess, like assess our own risks when we're truly ready to actually make the decision? Yeah. I think it's really important to first know what you need in your savings account for a rainy day and for an emergency fund. Like I think that they're, they're two really different things that need, as women, we need to make sure that we're planning for the unknown because that's just life, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, do I feel comfortable with that amount? And like, just even think of different scenarios. Like if you have a car that's really dodgy and you know it needs new tires, don't go invest that money into crypto in case it goes down and then you have to pull it out. Like you need to have this buffer of like, let's actually future project anything that may happen. Um, and just be like, you know, you, you know what you need in your savings account. Like I can't tell you what feels good for you and mm-hmm. what your lifestyle is. But once we have that, I think the next point of call is really like, and, and that's even like when I first started in crypto, I diversified my portfolio into silver, crypto, and stocks. And I kind of just like 
literally dabbled into it and was just like, how does this feel? And for me at the time, silver felt really good because it felt really safe. And then crypto felt really fun because it was just like this whole new terminology that I was learning. And like the people in this space are so interesting and the tech, the like blockchain technology, I was like, wow, there's so many use cases that are coming out right now. And especially because I was in the, the property industry, I was seeing people in America buy um, property on a blockchain, plus they're using Bitcoin or Ethereum. I was like, it's happening right in front of us. And we're still in Australia. We're very uneducated to all these other countries who have actually already adapted this technology. So that just made me excited. Stocks for me was really boring. Like I was just like, ah. Oh. I don't really, I'm not really into it. I do this like, it's cool, but it's moving so slow. And for me, I realized very early that if I lose all my money that I have in cryptocurrency, which is a lot, <laughs> I'm actually not going to be upset about it. And do you know why? It's because I realized very early on in life that I literally will always back myself. And I literally believe in myself so much that this money to me is disposable because I know I can make it back. Mm. So having some, yeah, we all have disposable income. (laughs) Like I feel like a lot of us have disposable income and I feel like what I'm hearing is like, if you have disposable income to play with, maybe instead of going and dropping a grand on a new wardrobe or something, you know, some clothes for your new wardrobe, pop that in crypto and play there and see if that excites you. And if that feels, cause it's like that just like clicked something for me in the idea of like it being disposable. Cause it's like, if I buy a shirt and I get a stain, an oil stain on it next week, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I'm like, Oh shit, I just bought this shirt, but I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm not like, do you know what I mean? My life isn't over. So even if that was a $500 shirt or a $500 dress and it shrinks in the wash, I'm going to be sad for like a day. Yeah. But I know I'm going to make that money back. Yeah. And I think also what's really important about this is timing the market. So even if you, like, if you're wanting to invest big, I really do encourage having a mentor, a community, whatever it is to really understand where we're at. If you're coming in new, because you need to like, kind of like zoom out and look back at the season that we're in. Cause right now we're just kind of leaving a bear market and transitioning back into a bull market, which is a really good time now, which is like why I bought out behind the crypto, which is like a masterclass around my experience. And I wouldn't have bought that out if it was a bull market. Like I would be laying on a bloody tropical designated island chilling if it was a bull run. But like now is the time where we want to be educating ourselves because we don't want to be getting in at the top of the market. And then having to wait a whole new season to actually retain those profits with it. If you're new, you'll be like, oh my God, I'm going through a crypto winter. These idiots, they had no idea what they're talking about. It's like, no, sweetie, you just got in at the top. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you just have to ride this wave. Yeah, yeah. I think it is understanding like where, um, I love what you said, understanding the season that you're in, you know, understanding like, yes, it is better to just like invest like 
that's the earlier the better. Like it's always like because because especially with crypto because it is so new. But but you regardless. Oh, sorry, just on that topic, is like people are like, oh my God, like if you didn't invest in like 2008 when Bitcoin was like a dollar, then like you just like there's no money to make in crypto. Bull fucking shit. Right now, we are still at last year. Like th- if we look at this year and last year, exact dates, we're actually not in a profit for a lot of cryptos. So don't tell me that, you know, you've missed the boat because that's bullshit. That's just your perception that you didn't make a million dollars when people were investing at 50 cents. There were only really tech nerds and people that were on the dark web or like whatever it was and gaming kids that made that kind of money. Yeah. I actually have a friend who, uh, an ex of mine who actually invested in Bitcoin in like 2000 and. 13, 14, maybe, maybe 15, well before it was popping off, doing its thing. Um, Mm. And yeah, like he's made obviously a lot of money, but he's like, he was, he has an online business, was working in startup when like that wasn't on in 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 our vocabulary. We're talking like 10, 12 years ago, you know, he had a startup then and people just weren't people didn't understand what an entrepreneur even really was back then. So you're right in the sense that it's just those people who were like on the fringes of society and just happened to already be in that industry really, really deep Mm. that even knew that this stuff existed. Like, so that's why obviously like they've, they've been able to, to make a lot of gains from this. But I think it is a story that we can tell ourselves that like we've missed the boat, that we're too late, that we're too dumb, that we're too, um, that we don't know enough that, you know, uh, it's not for me. It's not right for me. We can tell ourselves these stories, but I think that I, what I want everyone to take away from this conversation is like, do you have a desire to invest? Do you have a desire to be able to be like, yeah, like I know how crypto works. Like, does that feel exciting and new to you? Like when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, I would love to be able to like have this conversation with my daughter that I am obviously yet to have. But it's like, I would love to be able to have this conversation with her just as much as her dad, mm-hmm. you know, that she could come to either of us about this, not just him, you know? And that's when I start thinking about it from that perspective, like, it's not about the money. Like it's not about the money at all. It's about the game and it's about being able to, yes, of course, be financially stable, be financially free, do my thing. But it has, what I'm hearing and I want everyone to take away from today is like, it has to be bigger than that. Cause otherwise if you're just trying to like win, then it's not going to be fun. And then it just doesn't feel like a vibe. Yeah. And I think that's for me is like ever since I was such a young girl, like why I studied NLP and it was like why I bought a property at 19 was like I want to be so fucking set up for when I have kids because I want to be so present and really be able to 
reap those, you know, beautiful experiences that I didn't get to have with my mother, you know, because she was out there hustling and grinding and she could, she didn't have enough time to be present. So that's what it really was for me. And that's why I was like, I don't give a fuck if I sound stupid and I'm going to ask questions and I might be the most uneducated person in the room around cryptocurrency. I see an opportunity. And the longer that I've been in cryptocurrency, the longer I realize it's actually just manipulation and hype. And you, you can either sit on the sidelines and watch people make money, or you can take a little risk and you can be in the game and you can potentially make your money work for you, which A, just gives us back more time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's, I'm like, I have nothing to add. Like that is yes, correct. And I feel like a lot of people will be feeling really excited by this conversation today. And I know I am. And so I would love to know, like, where can we, um, well, firstly, where can we learn more from you? And like, how can you help us learn a little bit more with this? But also I would love to know, like, any recommendations as to like where else we can get educated when it comes to this stuff um, as a woman speaking to predominantly women in this community. It's like, I just feel like, you might know where to send us um, as well as, you know, obviously where you can help us as well. Yeah, for sure. I think a really good trustworthy podcast besides mine is um, tapping into crypto. And that's actually from an Australian exchange that's located in Brisbane. And I think that they're hands down the best platform for us to use as women and as really learning in the space. And I think that's really important to be able to have that trustworthy exchange because there's been so many things that have happened in the space. So tapping into crypto is one, um, a YouTube channel, Jason Pizzino. Um, he was my first mentor and he's, uh, he really speaks to the truth around investing in asset classes as a whole, um, but then focuses on crypto. And then, yeah, my 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 personal kind of like way to learn, I think, is also just going on CoinGecko, which is just a platform where you can research cryptocurrencies and kind of like dive deeper into what the use case is for that token and kind of like the bigger picture of the top 100 coins as well. Okay. That's really, really good. Thank you so much. And can you tell us where we can find you? Yes. Tell us. My Instagram is Ella Maloney Cook. And then I have Invest Like a Girl, which is a podcast, which I'm really excited for this season's guest that we're having on for the crypto space. But we really talk about relationships, sex, investing, entrepreneurship, and all the things. Amazing. Well, everybody, please go and check out Ella's beautiful things. Go get in her world. I'll probably see you there. Like, you know, because I just, yeah, this has just been such an enlightening conversation. And this one thing that you were saying, like, that I just wanted to say to everybody today, like, I am by no means a fucking expert in this. Like I am right with you guys. If you're at the beginning of your investment journey, I'm right there with you. And I want to invite us all to learn together. You know, that's the first step is go and download these podcasts. Go and look 
at Ella's page. Go and go on YouTube and just start listening to things and just getting in the know, you know, like let that be your first step. And I think we we put so much emphasis on so many different things in our life that we can really stab at hack. Like it, we actually have so much more time to pop in those AirPods and just like start listening to things. And you'll notice the more you actually educate yourself, the more you actually just feel empowered to actually just give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling empowered right now. So I'm going to like, I'm I'm like going to go and like look up like blockchains and coins (laughs) and all these things that, you know, even if you guys don't know what a fucking blockchain is, if you don't know anything like that, like just fucking Google it. Just Google it. (laughs) And also we have um, a free like private Facebook community, which is filled with like 800 women who just want to learn around different you know, asset classes and ask all the questions. So that's a really good place for you just to go in there. And if you're like, I'm really concerned about this topic, like let us like have a conversation about it in that group as well. Yeah, totally. Well, um, could you give us the link to like get into that group and all the things and we can pop it down in the description. Um, but we'll put all of the, all of the details down in the description for you guys. Ella, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation. I feel like it's so, so important. I'm so grateful. I've learned so much. Um, I know everybody here would have learned so much as well. So thank you. Thanks, Jazz. No worries. And if you are obviously listening here and have been listening for a while and you're not like not yet subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, guys. Okay. Follow Ella, follow me. Uh, As always, this is the Abracadabra podcast. I'm your host, Jazz Bori, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.